This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. I'm Coach John. I'm sitting here, as always, with Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. You know, we got a, a good topic. The WWE made an announcement, Ooh. and uh, we're going to cover some stuff to help these guys out. Heck yes, guys. So today, let's not bury the lead. Today, we're going to talk about the thing that WWE just announced. They are doing a 2021 tryout, the week of SummerSlam. So WWE has announced that right now in 2021, coming up very quick, they're going to do a tryout in Las Vegas, the week of SummerSlam, which is August 15th through the 21st. The 21st is actually that Saturday's um, SummerSlam, or that weekend SummerSlam. I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday. They kind of bounce around nowadays, but with the network. But anyway, today we're going to talk and walk you through everything you need to know to make that big decision, whether or not you could make the cut, or maybe you need to work on some stuff to get ready for the next time they do a tryout. Because with the world opening back up, with live events coming back, you know that this is going to be a big thing. So... Real quick, before we get started, guys, I want you to join us on Facebook and Instagram. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. Find our logo. It's red, white, and blue. Join us in our private Facebook group. Like our page on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, and you'll be kept up to date with everything that we do in the future. So here we go. The WWE has announced they are searching for the next generation of superstars, and they're going to host a multi-day talent tryout in Las Vegas, the week of SummerSlam, which, like I said, is the 15th through the 21st. So, what's the goal of these tryouts, right? This is to give elite-level male and female athletes and performers the opportunity to show off their abilities and potentially begin training at WWE's state-of-the-art performance center in Orlando, Florida. If you're a wrestler and you have ever seen, they, they post a lot now, if you've ever seen videos from the Performance Center, tryouts from the Performance Center, just clips and stuff, please follow them on Instagram, by the way. I think it's WWE Performance Center, I think is the Instagram yeah. account. Man, that is a pro wrestler's candy land. Like, it is amazing. They have all those rings set up. They have one ring that's that's specifically for, like, high spots because the, the, the and I mean, like, jumping off the top rope and doing crazy flashy stuff because the mat is actually, like, four inches of thick foam, like, it's so cool. It, it is, you know, it's it's Disney World in Orlando, but just for wrestlers. Like, it's a very cool thing. So, today, we're going to break down the tools that you need to determine whether or not a tryout is an option for you, as well as what areas you may need to work on to be prepared for a future WWE tryout, as you know they will be hosting more in the future. So, even though we may not have set dates for potentially future WWE tryouts, like the one they're about to do in Las Vegas... I bet you it's safe to assume that all the big events, the staple events like SummerSlam coming up in August, Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, and of course WrestleMania, I bet you all of these events now are going to host similar things like tryouts because they're, they're picking a staple event like SummerSlam. I bet you that if it goes well, they take this to all the future events, uh, especially the, the big, the big four, the big five, you know, the biggest ones of the year. So that gives you an idea though. Because you can look on the calendar right now and you can figure out 
the WWE's already announced where Survivor Series is going to be, where the Rumble's going to be. So you can at least look now and get an idea of how far along your training needs to be, how much time you have to advance, how much time you got to work on before there's another WWE tryout, if this one in August is too soon for you. But we're going to talk about how maybe you could go to this one in August as well today. So if you do want more info on the actual Las Vegas tryout, I recommend you go ahead and check out WWEPerformanceCenter.com. That's it, WWEPerformanceCenter.com. They got all the cool stuff that you need to know, all the details about dates and whatnot. That's where you're going to go to get that. So today, though, what we're going to talk about is exactly what you need to be in control of to perform well at a tryout. So we recently did an episode on this very podcast where we did a breakdown in great detail of all the things listed on WWE's website, the one that I just told you to go to. So I'm gonna rapid fire recap these right now because Aaron and I have already covered all these. So world-class athleticism, right? You wanna know what makes a world-class athlete? Go back and listen to that episode, but that's on their actual requirement list or what they're looking for. Size, flexibility, strength, and agility. That's the next bullet point, major one. Personality and charisma, awesome. Global appeal and diversity. That's a tricky one. You want to know what those words mean? I want you to go back and listen to that episode. And lastly, coachability, work ethic, and professionalism. If you want to hear us discuss every single one of those, please go back and listen to our episode. The title of that episode is What the WWE Seeks in New Recruits. Do you have what it takes? All you got to do, I think it's actually just like two or three episodes ago, guys. Yeah. So we were, we, were, we were ahead of the game on that one. I want you to go back and I want you to listen to that because we dive deep on every single one of those. All right. So before we got get into what I want to really talk about today and how I want to kind of describe the WWE tryouts, I want you to know that we are also on YouTube now, guys. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can click that bell, which gives you a notification every single time we post something new. We've got podcasts up on there. We've got some cool training tips on there. So head on over to YouTube, How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Give us a subscribe, and please click that bell. All right. So here's what we're going to do the rest of the episode, Aaron. I'm going to revisit one of our earliest topics. It's pretty much our most downloaded episode, rightfully so, because it's a major, major topic major title and that's exactly how it should be one of the best feedback episodes we've ever got if you haven't listened to it i want you to go back and listen to it but today we are going to break down because we got new listeners right we got new listeners and also as you and i have said numerous times as relates to fitness and as we're trying to relate to pro wrestling information evolves you get new tip you get new things new facts come out about the body about the way things work and stuff has to evolve, it has to change, we get new info, we, we change opinions as we should as we learn new things. So today, we're going to talk about the top five things that you need to make a career as a professional wrestler. So we did an episode on that, I'm certain that it is episode two, and I want you to go back and listen to that one because I love that episode, one of the most important episodes we've ever done. So go back and listen to that one, but today I'm going to revisit some of these in a little lesser detail, and I'm going to relate them back to what the WWE asked for in those bullet points that I just said. All right, so number one on our list of the top five things you need to make money as a pro wrestler is the rolling, the gymnastic side of that. So when we're talking about the WWE's list, this is where that world-class athleticism comes into play. Mastery of tumbling, mastery of body control, of having core strength and being able to maintain consistency of that technique 
every single time you're out there performing, regardless of how tired and fatigued you are, you're such a master of your control because you have world-class athleticism. We're not talking about high school gymnastics. We're talking about setting yourself above and beyond some of the greatest performers in the world because the top percent is who works for the WWE, yeah. right? That's it. That's, that's the top of the pyramid. I love that there are other companies and stuff out there right now. Today, we're specifically talking WWE, but they're still number one. And we know that. I mean, it, that's just a fact. So world-class athleticism means that you can stand toe-to-toe beside the absolute best in the world. So world-class athleticism, the rolling, the gymnastics, that's number one on our list. And you guys never, never, never sacrifice the basics. Most wrestling training, including our own, starts with the rolling and the tumbling. And just because you learn it when you get good at it does not mean that you stop doing it and stop practicing and training it, okay? So the very best people are the ones that are still, no matter what they've done, main evented WrestleMania, still hit that ring and practice those basic skills. All right, moving down the list. Next up, we've got ring shape, right? Ring shape, physical conditioning. So pro wrestling requires you to not only have show muscles, but the go muscles. You need to look like an athlete and you need to move like an athlete, especially in today's style of professional wrestling. Things have evolved. So you got to have show muscles and you got to have go muscles. This is where the WWE's bullet point of size flexibility, and strength comes into play. Your body, guys and gals, your body is your tool and it is your weapon as a performer and you must take care of it. You must keep it safe. You want to be, um, you know, joint tendon health, everything that I talk about a lot as far as being super safe, super healthy, all year long, all the way, so you can last as a performer. You've got guys in the ring now, like AJ Styles, who are in their mid and upper 40s. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, back in the, you know, the, the years that I was kind of coming up in the, in the 90s, early 90s, mid 90s, as a pro wrestling fan, that was considered old. Yeah. Like that was considered like, wow, you know, they're, they're almost at the end of their career. And now you've got AJ Styles, who is very likely one of the best performers on planet Earth. Actually, I don't know why very, I said very likely. He is definitely one of the best performers on Earth right now. He's in that upper echelon right next to guys like Shawn Michaels that we talk so highly of. And AJ Styles is that age. And he's still going. He's tag team champion right now. Like, that is an amazing... And he's doing insane things that, that you would never expect someone. You know why? And you can find training videos of AJ Styles. The way that he trains for longevity, for healthy joints, healthy tendons. And guess what else? He also looks like a million bucks, which, which helps as well. So he looks the part, and he is the part. Show muscles and go muscles, size, flexibility, and strength. All right, what's next on the list? Let's see here. So the actual wrestling, right? That's a broad heading. That was one of our bullet points. And it might have been my mistake to make that such a broad heading. We should dial that in a little bit. So that is a broad, broad topic. So let's get that into some more detail. So you do need to work on in-ring performance, right? And what I mean by that is true understanding and mastery of pro wrestling's fundamentals. This is where coaching and work ethic really, really apply. Being able to perform these things and be taught and trained by the people that come before you and listening to them and being able to exercise those actual abilities. Because you can, you can come from a wrestling school and you can learn these things, but can you really be coached 
deep by a world-class trainer, right? Because we're trying to be world-class. We talked about that on that episode that I referred you guys back to. To be world-class, you're probably going to have to have a world-class coach. You're going to have to have somebody giving you the, the tips and tricks that you need and the skills and things that they've learned before you so you can apply them yourself. Because nowhere on WWE's list do they mention needing to be an established wrestler. But that doesn't mean that you should neglect the fundamentals. What they're saying is they will teach you the wrestling themselves. Therefore, being coachable and eager to learn is vital for living as a pro wrestler. We've, I mean, there are some great examples out there of guys that we've seen on kind of the, 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 the fundamentals or the basic level of pro wrestling. I mean, like the ones that come to mind for me are guys like Ryback. Like Ryback was a WWE pro wrestler. He looked like an absolute million dollars. He had everything. And he really wasn't that bad as an in-ring performer. And a lot of times you kind of wonder, how does a guy like that not make it in pro wrestling? And he's, trust me, he made a good living as a pro wrestler. Why is he not involved with wrestling now? And a lot of times when you listen to people that were there, people that, that were behind the scenes and were coaching, I've heard interviews from Matt Bloom, who's the head coach at WWE, like uh, um, the Performance Center, I've, I've heard them say things like, well, he just wouldn't listen. And, you know, that's frustrating. And they typically say nice things about him, but they're also like, at the end of the day, like, if you won't listen, if you won't take the things that we give you and apply them, and you just think, no, I'll just, I'll just nod and then do it on my own. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, you are there to do a job, and you're there to do something that your coach or that your boss tells you to do. And you want to do that to the best of your own ability, put your custom spin on it, of course, but you can't just completely ignore them. You can't just be hard to work with and uncoachable. There's no point in being there at that point. Yeah, well, when you're at the WWE yeah. level, too, there's a thousand other guys that are looking to come up. If you're not going to be coachable, I'll just go to the next guy that is. You'll go you right know? down the list. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody ready to take your place. because Happily take your place. Right? This is the top of the pyramid, you know, right? This is it. This is where everyone is climbing to be. So there's always somebody right behind you ready to take that spot. All right, next up, character and personality. So this was pretty obvious when you relate it back to their list because it's pretty much the same exact thing that they said. They list that themselves. They're interested in personalities and uniqueness. This sometimes means to look different, dress different. If you're already a pro wrestler, if you're in maybe an independent wrestling promotion or a lesser organization, take inventory of your surroundings in a locker room. Stand out. Look around. Is everybody in that locker room locker room wearing red and black well maybe you should dress differently maybe you should wear a different color if everyone's wearing this color maybe you should just try to stand out by wearing something different i guarantee you from from personal experience i've heard people say wow like you know everybody in the ring tonight was either wearing red or red and black or just solid black and then john comes out and he's got gold on it's like wow the gold was like yeah, the performance was good too but, man, I instantly remembered him because he was in gold. Like, it was so starkly different than everyone else. Experimentation very much comes into play. Do not be afraid to let your personality out. But this also always relates back. This is a common thing we've talked about a lot on here. But don't do anything that, that kind of sacrifices your character. You have to find that balance. I mean, who knows? Like, if, if, you're, if your character... And what I mean by that is, like, if, if your character that is working for you is a hardened biker, like, I don't know, like something like a biker or an extreme kind of personality like that, 
you probably don't need to be wearing like pastel colors. Like, you know, you don't want to be walking out there looking like an Easter egg, but, but still, you know, you gotta, you gotta find that balance. And then again, you never know that might work for you too. There's all wrestling is an interesting place. So like I said here, um, don't be afraid to let your personality peek through. Experimentation is a very important thing. Trial and error is going to happen in pro wrestling. You got to do it sometimes. You got to try it out just so you know. Hey, John, I got a, yeah, a thought here real go quick. Right so, so when you're thinking character and yep. personality and they're at the tryout, so they go to the tryout, they're uh-huh. there, they're in the ring, and they says, hey, can you, know, can you be a heel? Yeah. And then so now he's wrestling this other guy and he's the heel. And yes. then they say, hey, let's throw you in this match and I want to see you be a face. Right. Like how... You know, you're one guy. They're trying to figure out where maybe they're like, man, I like this guy. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. something. Where can I use him? Where is he going to be the right. best fit? Is there a way, you know, when you're, I don't know, be able to be able yeah. to flip that just like right. you know, like that wrestling? At it's a tryout? I've I've seen guys get really taken out of their element when they show up to a company and a promoter says, um, you know, are you heel or babyface? And you say, well, I'm a heel. And they say, well, I really need a baby face tonight. And I've seen people get really taken out of their element by that. You can't let that happen, guys. You've got to be able to play both sides of the coin. If you're in an established area that you perform in consistently, of course, you're going to be you know, a set character there, most likely. And that's great, and it's super comfortable. But most growth happens outside that comfort zone. So yeah. when you're going to new companies, I've been there myself. They say, are you healer face? My typical answer is, well, what do you need me to do? And... You've got to be, of course, I'm more comfortable doing one than the other. Yes. But you've got to be able to flip that switch. And a lot of times, let's say you're a heel and that's what you're comfortable doing is being the bad guy. And a lot of people are because it's, it's, it's a little bit easier. There's some finer details and some art to it as well. But it's easier typically to make people hate you than love you. Yeah. So a lot of guys get more comfortable being the heel. But with being a heel also comes a lot of responsibility because the, the more old school approach that I, that I somewhat stand by is that the heel actually calls the in-ring action. So if, if, if you're in the match and you need to know where you're going next, it's the heel that's going to dictate that pace. Um, you know, that's going to change a little bit because typically you would want the guy with more experience. Like if, if, the, if the heel doesn't have as much experience as the baby face, he's probably not going to call a match. But um, you have to be able to change that performance. So if you're an established heel, let's just say that. You're an established heel, you're good at that, now you got to be a baby face. Okay. So what you do now then is you take all that anger and aggression that you would typically probably focus on your opponent and at the crowd because you're trying to get the crowd to boo you. You have to dial that in more just on your opponent. Like just focus on your opponent because if they are doing their job as a successful heel, then you should be able to get over as a babyface if they're doing their job as well. But, but you know, you got to do some work too, of course. So focus your anger and aggression on them. Dial it in just on them. Look to the crowd for support. So that's typically the best way to garner a good reaction from the crowd is to get sympathetic with your eyes. Actually make eye contact with someone in the front row. Look around. I, I tell guys all the time. I'm like, if one side of the ring sounds louder than the other, Keep glancing, keep keep inventory of that side of the ring and find out where's that coming from. Because a lot of times you'll have like a singular group of, of maybe friends or something, or you'll have one single person that's really, really into the action that is basically, I always describe it as starting little fires. So they start cheering like crazy because they're so into it. And all of a sudden the person two seats away from them is like, man, that person's having a good time. I want to have a good time too. And then all of a sudden two rows back from there. And then two rows back from there. And then the whole area just bursts into flames as far as passionate wrestling fans. So 
Look and see if you can spot those people starting those little fires and then make connections with them. Actually make eye contact with them. If you're in charge as the baby face, then clap your hands, look at them, and, and, and make them feel important. Because most of the people that are super passionate as wrestling fans probably kind of wish they were you. They kind of wish they were in the ring, but they're, they're able to express you know, their creativity as fans now because maybe in-ring wasn't a thing for them or maybe it's something coming in the future for them. So find you someone to connect with in the crowd. They will then become your best friend in the world you know, you know, from a distance and they will cheer for you nonstop. If, if, you're getting, if you're in charge, you look at them and you smile and you clap your hands. If you're down on the mat and they're beating, and the heel's beating the crap out of you or he's got you in a hold or something, you look at him and you reach your hand out. Like, I need your help right now. I need you. And get them going. So just tips as being a baby face. You, you, you have to be able to do both sides, okay? I've said that so many times on here that you have to be able to call it in the ring and call it in the back. You also got to be able to be a baby face and you got to be in the heel. So just note. Um, and you know, the, the vice, the, the flip side of what you just said, cause some guys are like, well, I've always been a good guy. How do I be a bad guy? Mm-hmm. Well, you take some of that, you just, it's kind of the same scenario. You take that aggression that you would typically be putting on the heel and you kind of divide that to the crowd as well. You abuse yeah. them a bit verbally, you know, and with, 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 uh, with gestures and whatnot, but um, you're not physically attacking anyone in the crowd, but put some of that, that heat as we call it on them, pass some of that aggression on towards the crowd. So it's an art. And it's, it's just like anything else that I've said or like going to the gym. It gets better with reps. Yeah. You got to just practice and practice and practice. But here's the worst thing in the world you can do is be like, well, I'm no good at a heel, so I'm just never going to do it. That's the worst thing in the world you can do. You got to practice both sides of the coin, guys and gals. You got to do it. All right. So we got one more point here. Let's dive into it. So promos and public speaking, that was the last bullet point on my list of the top five things that you have to have to make a career out of pro wrestling. So this dives right into WWE's search for personality as well as their search for global appeal and diversity. You need to be able to connect with the crowd on a global scale. Craft your personality and your promos just like you would craft any match. Promos should tell a story they, with a meaning derived through a beginning, a middle, and an end, okay? So when you're creating those matches, and, and we, I've mentioned on here, like when you're crafting matches, if you're calling your matches in the back, you need to always start at the end, find out where you need to get, and then just reverse program that from there. Just go back, okay, here's where I want to end, so what needs to happen to lead to that, and then what happened to lead to that point, and then where were we from there, and eventually you'll get all the way back to the beginning of the match, and you'll have a well-told story that relates all the way to the end. It's exactly how your promos need to be. You need to be able to create a beginning, a middle, and an end, starting at the end. What is your point? Yeah. Okay? And I really think that when it comes to promos and it comes to public speaking, one of the most important things that you need to, need to do is attack them from the approach of what if the fans stop listening halfway through? I love thinking about things like that. Any kind of public speaking I'm going to do, especially pro wrestling promos. What if everyone stops listening halfway through? Well, don't wait until the very end to get into your point. Start early laying the foundation of your point and where you're going to get. Give them some quality information right off the bat. I have heard promos that go on and on and on and they, 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 and they fizzle out or maybe they have a good point at the very end but they take a convoluted roundabout way to get there. I think you guys really need to start laying in your 
your your promos, your your point is is what you've got to do. You've got to establish your point, have one. Otherwise, why are you even cutting a promo? And now, maybe your point is to describe your own personality. Maybe it's to to attack a, a you know a future opponent. Maybe it's to sell a future event, to sell a new T-shirt design that you got. There's all different ways, all different things that you can be cutting a promo about. Get your point across. Start early. All right. Don't just drone on and on and on because just imagine, like I said, imagine what if they stop listening halfway through and they don't get to your point. So get that thing going, guys. Craft your personality just like you would craft a match. And remember, you're trying to appeal globally if you're trying to work for the WWE. You're trying to appeal to the entire world. So stop thinking so small and and just focusing on the area that, say, you were born. This is something we really talk about in that last episode about the WWE's actual list, so please go back and listen. But stop creating personas and matches and promos that only relate to a high school gymnasium. Okay, yeah. you've got to be bigger and broader. And if you want more info on that, please go back and listen to that episode because it's a great one. Hey, John, on yep. on the promos and public speaking, sure. um, I believe one of the tips that you gave when you were talking about your experience with your tryout is that they had you cut one promo as a character and then one just yes. kind of as yourself. As yourself, yeah. So, you know, one of the questions I would have, you know, you're going out here, yeah. you're basically um, – on a job interview, right. right, for this tryout. Right. So is there like a one-liner or yeah. an elevator pitch? Or like how would you come up with that if you're going to try to sell yourself to the WWE, you know, and maybe through oh, a yeah. promo or through the public speaking when you're yes. – and, and be able to separate yourself from all right. the other. I, I love that. I love even the thought of what you just said. So do you guys have an elevator pitch for your personal character? Like that? that's an amazing thought. That's something that's probably one of the more important things you're going to take away from this episode. Can you come up with an elevator pitch for your character? So, you know, you got what? You're in an elevator. You got 20, 30 seconds to get your point across. Vince McMahon is in that elevator with you. Yeah. How are you going to sell yourself that quick in that elevator? One line or, or one thought, one singular like, like, like thought to get across, a three sentence paragraph. I don't know what it is, but. Something that really ties in not only who you are, but what you're capable of adding that is not yeah. just like everyone else. And that's going to be unique. That's going to be a fingerprint. You know, It's going to be different on every single person. And I think that's something that you should really start thinking about, guys. I would love to hear that. If you're a member of our private Facebook group, I would love for you to go on there, and I'm, I can already tell I'm, I'm getting fired up about it, so I'm going to make a post about it, but I want you to go in there, and I want you to tell me what your elevator pitch for your character is. What is your one-liner, or, or maybe couple-liner even? I want to know, what's the elevator pitch for your character that's going to get you across? And you know, right, for these WWE tryouts, there's going to be hundreds of people there. It's that simple. There's, there's, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they may only accept a certain number of people in, there's going to be hundreds, thousands of people that want to be there for sure. So you're not going to get that much time. I mean, if you get hundreds of people, even if they do this over five days, how many people is that a day? It's still a lot. So how much time are they actually going to allow you to sell yourself to them? You're going to have to be there and make an impact quick. You're going to have to be able to show them right off the bat that you're unique and you have something unique to offer. So what is that? Do you have that, guys? Do you have that? I, I, I'm very curious to know. 
I'm very curious to even think about one for myself. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to think about something for myself if I was still going to wrestle and sell myself to, to Vince McMahon or, or the Performance Center. What would I say? Yeah, and I think you have the character, and yeah. then also you have your, just your personal one. Sure. Like, this is what I say yeah. when someone asks me, you know, what I do or what I want to do or why Absolutely. they should hire me. And just, you know, I have a lot, I, I work for a, a university, yeah. and I'll have a lot of uh, graduate students that need to do internships when they come in. And one of the things, if I can give you any tip that I yeah. hate the most when uh -huh. I'm like, well, you know, why are you wanting to come and right. shadow and work here is when they say, well, I know if I do this and you're going to be able to help me do this. And I hate when <laughs> yeah, they say yeah, that. Yeah. And almost every single one does. You, you mentioned it. That's why I thought of it. But yeah. I want to know what you can do for me yes. and what you can do for my business. Right. Then I know that you're wanting to help me and me not just help you further your career. Right. I, you know, you want to see the business grow right. out of it, too. So no, that's that is a great point. You're not just you're not just you want to. It's not just selfishness. It's not just you because you're passionate about becoming a pro wrestler, right? And you want to make money doing this. You want to make a career out of this, and that's what we're doing this podcast for is to help you guys achieve that. But that also means that you love the pro wrestling industry and you want it to evolve and grow. Yeah. So you need to be not just thinking about what can I do for my own self to make money. What can you do for the entire pro wrestling business? What can you do that is unique, that is going to transcend anyone that's came before you? What, 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 you know, there's, there's tons of examples out there, guys. There's Hulkamania. Hulkamania transcended pro wrestling in general. Like It still lives to this day. Hulk Hogan will never have to set foot in another ring. And he helped grow this business as much as he grew his own character. I mean, the same can be said for guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, a absolute cultural phenomenon that transcended pro wrestling and helped it get to places that it had never, ever been before. The Rock, Ric Flair, just all these guys that did things that grew the pro wrestling business in, in general as not just their own personal character, their own personal bank accounts and whatnot. Because, you know, if you're here to be a pro wrestler, you're here not just because it's a way to make money. I mean, that would be ludicrous, right? Because pro wrestling is a very difficult industry to make a career at. You're, you're looking at the top few percent in the world and an even smaller percentage if you're talking about WWE specifically. So you have to love this industry if you're going to be involved in it. It can't just be a, well, I mean, I need a job, so I'm going to go out and be a wrestler. That's, that's not what it's about, guys. It's about growing the whole industry in general. What can you do to help pro wrestling? Yeah, definitely. So, absolutely love that. All right, guys, using all of that information that we just provided, you should be able to determine whether or not a WWE tryout is right for you now or what you need to work on to be ready in the future. Because like I said, there's going to be more. There's definitely going to be more. But this is something Aaron and I discussed um, off air, but something that I think is very important to talk about right now before we get out of here. Um, if you think you're close... Maybe you're realistic and you're like, I'm not there yet, but I think I am really close. I wish I knew what the missing piece of the puzzle was that I could really set myself apart, you know, be it my athleticism, maybe your strength, maybe your promos, maybe uh, your one-liner, your elevator pitch might be what you're missing, like that mental piece. Um, it might be worth it to try your absolute hardest to get to this tryout, to do this tryout, to get some feedback from the guys that are where you want to be yeah. and then to take those bullet points and utilize them in your own training and then the next tryout you'll be even closer if not there you'll be ready so going to seminars in general especially if they're being provided by the company that is ruling the industry 
the notes that you could receive, even if you're not ready, the notes that you will receive from that experience will be invaluable with, with furthering your own personal career as a pro wrestler. So if, if you think you're close, guys, it's probably worth giving this a shot. Yeah, it's definitely worth giving it a shot. Yeah. <clears throat> and man, you so you know going through this, you have yeah. a date from a strength coach perspective. Right. If I was training you to get ready for a WWE mm-hmm. tryout, right? I have the date. I know when. I know when everything's yes. going down, so I can work backwards, just like you mentioned on those Absolutely. promos, to figure out uh, what I need to do. Yes. Uh, WWE has listed what they're looking for. Yep. We've listed in the five skills you need, Absolutely. what you need to have, so you know what where you need to work. If yeah. you're honest with yourself and you go through those points and say, "Yeah, this sucks," and "This is good," for sure, you have uh, what you need to work on. Man, and then you just have to put in the work and the effort. There you go. I mean, you got two things there. You got the date, and you can figure out what you need to work on. Then it's just working towards the goal. I mean, that gets me excited. Absolutely. I mean, and, and it should. Anyone that's trying to make it in this business, it should. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. That WWE trial is coming fast. Remember, it is August 15th through the 21st. It is in Las Vegas. By no means am I suggesting that you rush through training if, you, if you're nowhere near, if you're brand new to the business or something and give, and give that trial to go. But if your heart tells you that you're ready, it might be time to take that opportunity now, guys. Okay, like we just said. So you head on over to their website if you want more info. Please go back and listen to that podcast that I told you about that where we broke down all those different things. And please rate, review, and subscribe this episode and this very podcast. It helps us tremendously when you review and when you share these podcasts on social media. We appreciate it very much. So guys, thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.